right, everybody, welcome to a very special edition of the Better in Laws podcast. I'm Tuck Silva, joined alongside brother in law Matt Prisco, ahead of a Celtics opener. Love it. And uh, we're at the TD Garden Card Vault Studios here, presented by Big Night Media, Big Night Live. How the hell are we, Matt? We're going to the Celtics tonight. Love and life, babe. Did the podcast on Wednesday, 2-0 yep. last night on Twitter. Free picks. Very good. Very good. Let's go. Good, Keep good it hot. solid run there for the boys. Uh, Keep it hot. If you are listening for the first time, uh, please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, at Better In Laws. And if you're watching live right now on YouTube, then you clearly already follow us yep so thank you uh if you haven't done so already please subscribe to us on youtube better laws uh we are a new relatively new podcast but matt what percentage are we hitting so far in terms of nfl gambling for the full season talk yeah 58.7 percent so we're hitting 59 percent over the last three weeks we're at 70 percent due to your hot streak of hitting 80 percent over the last four yep Weeks sixteen and four over the past four weeks. Hot, uh, four straight four and one weeks. Looking to keep that going here, but we're doing this special edition of the podcast. We're probably going to be doing more of these going forward. Yeah. Um. To uh, number one, get foot traffic for What's the TD Garden. This, huh? I mean, we're in a fishbowl studio. There's people walking into the TD Garden. I see a couple dogs right there, looking yep. mighty woof. cute. Woof woof. Right now. Woof. Um. And we're going to do a daily fantasy podcast here. Yep. It's going to range anywhere between 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in that range. Love it. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And just so everybody is aware, Matt and I do not use FanDuel for daily fantasy. We prefer DraftKings. So we'll be referring to the DraftKings uh, salaries here going forward. So we're going to run through each position, and then at the end of the podcast, we're going to create a lineup for you, probably a cash lineup, I'd say, right? Yep. As that opposed works. to a tournament yeah, 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 one. I think that's right. Um, and then Matt is actually going to have a couple of uh, college bets for Saturday's slate that he's really excited about because I know absolutely nothing about college football. So that's your guy over there. Love it. For college here. Uh, but in the meantime, like I said, we're going to get started with Daily Fantasy here. So let's Get right after it here, Matthew. Let's start at the quarterback posi- position. Yes. Uh, among the highest salaried players here, we have Patrick Mahomes at 8,400, Jalen Hurts at 8,200, uh, Lamar Jackson at 8,100, and the lower rung, we have the likes of uh, Joe Burrow at 6,000, uh, Derek Carr 5,500, Gardner Minshew 5,400, so on and so forth. Let me get your reaction to this. Yes. I have projected ownership uh, rates yes, or percentages here. Take one guess as to who is Ooh. the number one owned fantasy quarterback. If I was to guess this, Tuck, I think, love this guy knocking on the glass, by the way, Daniel Jones. Miss Boston right Listen, there. Listen, stay focused. Uh, sorry, stay, stay focused. Stay focused. Let's go with uh, Tua Bailoa as my guess. Uh, that would be incorrect. Ooh. The highest owned. Who? I'm surprised you're not. I, I'm a little surprised you didn't guess this one. Lamar Jackson at 11%. I did bet them. Uh, 8,100 for salary here. Yeah. He's yeah. a good bet. I get that. Guess that makes who, sense. Guess who number two is for highest projected ownership. 
I'm going to look through the list real quick, talk, and let me just take. You're not going to find him is because his name is Sam Darnold. Is Sam Darnold? Uh, it's a great, it's a great ownership if he plays. So okay, so the latest on Brock Purdy. Give me the latest on Brock Purdy. The latest on Brock Purdy is did that suffer he a concussion is, ahead of our podcast recording on Wednesday, yes. where we gave out the 49ers five and a half and uh, the over on that one as well. So little asterisk there with that pick. Yes. Um. So. What is the latest on Brock Purdy? The latest on Brock Purdy is that he's officially questionable, though he has been practicing the last two days. With a concussion. With a concussion. He had a concussion. So just to back up the story a little bit, he had a little concussion, Monday night football, which makes it tough to play the next Sunday. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. Especially go when he, all the steps and the protocol. Yep. Exactly. Especially when you didn't come out of the game. So when he what happened with Purdy for those that don't know, he started experiencing symptoms on the plane ride home from Minnesota. Uh, sure. Kyle Shanahan updated Tuesday or excuse me Wednesday. They had Tuesday off Wednesday. Right after we finished the podcast, we're driving home. Both of us had a side. Go check that out. I still like it um, on the Niners and the total. So we're there, and then all of a sudden, Brock Purdy had a concussion. Yeah. He has to f- get through the protocol. Okay, what's, fri- what's Friday's report, though? Friday's report, though, is that he's questionable. I don't have anything else, really, other well, than that. I'm looking that, in. Isn't that kind of encouraging, though, that he's questionable? Yes and no, because, the, and this is where I was going with this. So the NFL has this protocol that you have to, you have to get through these five or six steps that, in order to play. Yep. So because it's a short week, it actually makes it harder for him to become eligible because there's time involved in it. So all indications are that Sam Darnold's going to be the starter on Sunday. That's the case. However, as of tonight, and I just got a notification a couple minutes ago, and I follow this very closely, obviously being a 49er fan. Sure. Um, he practiced today. Fred Warner's thinking this is a positive sign. Players are starting to think it's a positive sign. That said... Um, he's practiced the second straight day in barring a setback from Matt Barrows, uh, 49ers beat writer, um, on pace to be cleared from concussion protocol tomorrow. Okay. Um, that so, said, not a hundred percent, but on pace. To do let's so. operate under the impression Purdy's going to play. No, that Sam Darnold's going to play. Let's oh. operate under that. Okay. What do you think that Sam Darnold can do? Can he be successful in this Kyle Shanahan, uh, uh, offense with all of these weapons because I think he could be. I think he could be a very sneaky play at forty three hundred and be a tremendous salary saver for a lot of people. The answer to this is yes. So I'm going to tell you something right now. I texted you right after this that Purdy is in concussion protocol. I can't believe you you had given out the pick of the 49ers minus five and a half on the show prior to the Brock Purdy yeah. news. Right? I gave out the over on the show. Now. Both of those are like, uh-oh, here comes Sam Donald. You know what? I actually still like it. I still like it with Sam Donald. How Darnold. much does that total moved? Uh, two points. I saw I saw it go down to 42 and yeah. a half and then yeah. went back up to 43 super quick. I, I Okay, so that's not as bad as I thought. Not as, I didn't check it, but it's starting to trickle up. The spread's starting to trickle up. I buried the 49ers. They were not a pick for me. I buried the 49ers, not as a fan, but as a gambler, at minus three when it got there. And I love that with Sam Darnold, yep. with the expectation that Sam Darnold plays. I don't think there's a huge drop-off here. Listen, here's the thing about Sam Darnold. I've always said this. He was the number three pick overall for a reason. He's been in some shitty coaching situations as far as the Jets and Carolina, um, etc. Now he gets Kyle Shanahan. In the preseason, they were in love with him to the point where they traded a guy that they drafted three overall for a fourth-round pick. Right. I think they have superb confidence in Darnold if he needs to play in this game. I think... 
we're going to operate that Donald's going to play, I think that we're okay with it. Um, and I like him as a sneaky DraftKings play. I think if he gets to like 18, 20, we're, we're, that's, a, that's a high, but for the price. Well, I, I think it's very attractive at 4,300, uh, considering yeah. the weapons that we have. Because like, like we all make fun of Sam Darnold and how he's seeing ghosts and everything like that. But if you go back and look at his weapons, yeah, it's been pretty garbage. Honestly, for the most part. So, yeah, and the fact that you have Kyle Shanahan, like, I think he can have a respectable game. Like, yep. if he throws for, like, 250 with two touchdowns at 4,300, I think that really pays dividends. Like I said, I like the over. That's and, part of Donald producing. And that's why he's number two in terms of ownership projections. Yep. Uh, number three is Patrick Mahomes. No shock there. Very expensive price tag. Uh, looks like it's going to be snowing in Denver. In the snow, that's interesting. Uh, Dak Prescott was a little surprising, right around 9% as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts. And then right after this, right at 5% projected ownership, I want to get your take on this, this game overall. C.J. Stroud, Mm. you got the Texans and the Panthers, both, you know, not good teams. Mm. Panthers more so, not a good team. Uh, Both coming off a bye, but this is the battle of the number one, number two picks. So there's a lot of different storylines that you can target here. You have C.J. Stroud, who's like, oh, F you. You didn't take me number one overall. Uh, But then you also have Bryce Young, who's just like, I'm going to go out and prove why I'm the number one pick. Yeah. And how, you know, you have this new offensive coordinator coming in with uh, Thomas O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, 36-year-old offensive coordinator is going to be handed the play sheet from Frank Wright. So I think that's an interesting element to this. So what is your approach to this game? Do you have any interest in C.J. Stroud? And do you have any GPP interest potentially in Bryce Young? Because I have some interest in Bryce Young in, in, in tournaments. I think the Panthers win this game. In fact, I, I think there's there's two different scenarios that you're seeing when you go into bye weeks. The Cincinnati Bengals, we talked about this on the podcast, no team needed a bye week more than the Cincinnati Bengals. On the flip side, you have the Houston Texans. And the bye week actually slows down some momentum that you're building. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Carolina 0-6 has the, team, the time to adjust. New offensive coordinator. I'm not as high on the Texans this week from a gambling perspective or fantasy perspective. I think that Bryce Young's a nice play. What's his price on this? I didn't see that. Bryce Young, I believe, is 5100 which is very attractive okay. to me. Okay, yep. And I might add, C.J. Stroud, you would think you'd be in the 5000s, right? He's 6300 Too much. He is above Trevor Lawrence. No. He's above Dak Prescott. He's above Joe Burrow. Yeah, no. That's too much to no. me. That's buying into the playing a garbage team thing. Yep. Which he, hey, he very well might go out and throw three touchdowns. Mm, but it's 6300 I don't. I, I also find that attractive. I also can't see it. Carolina, better home team. They lost to the Vikings by eight, but don't forget, they were winning that game late in the third quarter, early fourth. They blew that late. They also lost on Monday Night Football to the Saints by a couple of points at home. This yeah. is their third home game. I think the Carolina Panthers get it done in a lower scoring game. Yeah. Duck, stay away from C.J. Stroud today. This week. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a better cash game play, if you ask me, but in GPP, I'd much rather play uh, Bryce Young yeah. with the hopes that Number one, he's going to have, like, what, 2% ownership, maybe less? Yeah. And, you know, you're rolling the dice on the offense quarter. Yeah, it's a roll of the dice, but that's how you make money in GPP. That's right. Um, all right, let's move ahead to running back here. Christian McCaffrey, I'm sorry, that's a set it and forget it guy. you got to do it. 9,200 salary. You potentially don't have Brock Purdy. You know Debo Samuel heading into the bye week, so that's going to be a factor, obviously. Uh, in Cincinnati, they're ranked 18th against opposing running backs. He's the most expensive there. Uh, and in terms of ownership, we are seeing uh, Alvin Kamara at 21 
percent projected ownership as the highest yep. there on the slate. Tony Pollard at number two at twenty percent, which mm-hmm. I think is a little surprising to me. Number three, Brees Hall. Interesting. Home versus mm. or away. Technically, it's the New York matchup with the Jets and the Giants, so there's no home away thing here. Yeah. Um, if uh, fifty five hundred, it's more so because of his price tag. Um, so, what's your approach to running back this week? Because for me. Christian McCaffrey's in all my lineups this week, but how else do you get relief in your lineup? I'm actually spending heavily on running back this week. I'm going to reduce the cost in both quarterback and receiver to even that out, Tuck. So McCaffrey is an absolute play. Cincinnati giving up 173 yards a game rushing on the road this season. And good luck because you haven't even played a run game that is San Francisco's. Uh, I, I think McCaffrey has a blow-up spot, not to even get into the fact of how he is a an elite pass catcher out of the backfield there. Seems completely healthy. And by the way, if Sam Darnold's playing, even better, check off City. Yeah. Where like Purdy might go downfield a little bit more than I think Darnold will. Um, I, I it, it depends. I still think Purdy. I'm leaning towards Purdy playing after today's news. But even I still think Darnold matter, plays. It doesn't even matter. Or whatever. To me. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter from McCaffrey's standpoint. I think he's a set it, forget it. You figure it out around Christian McCaffrey. You set your lineup around him because somebody else is going to play him, and you're not going to win. A couple other mid-tier guys that I find very attractive. I still like Jonathan Taylor at 6,200. He's getting more ramped up going forward. And I know it's a tough matchup with the Saints defense. They are third against opposing running backs, but Mm -hmm. I think he is really matchup proof. I mean, everybody kind of forgets that he was the number one overall pick last year in a lot of fantasy drafts. Um, Brees Hall, 5,900. Gus Edwards at 5,500 on the road in Arizona. But my only hesitation with that is just the whole rotisserie between yeah. he and Justice Hill. Um, the one guy that I find very attractive in this price range, yep. and I bet you can get this, Ramondre Stevenson at 5,400. Um, Let's I, talk I, about that. I said, it, I said it earlier that 9.5 points against the Dolphins is a, a, a little too much in favor of the Dolphins. I think the Pats can easily cover that. And I like what I've been seeing out of Ramondre the past couple of weeks. And I think a huge step is, I mentioned in the podcast on Wednesday, go check it out. Um, the Patriots seem to have figured out their offensive line by moving Michael Wenu to the right tackle. And they looked like a functioning offense finally. And that obviously benefits Ramondre Stevenson. So, I mean, this is a guy that we've seen, you know, pushing 7,000 in the past, you know, been pretty cold prior. But with this past couple of weeks, you, you've you seen uh, 18 points and 14 points. Yep. And he has 11 catches in his past two weeks as well. So I like that element as well, both in terms of competing, number one. Mm-hmm. And even if the game does get out of hand, they're going to be playing from behind and probably checking it down to Ramondre Stevenson there. So I think he could be pushing 20 points in this matchup. Yeah, a guy I like that's relatively cheap in, in regards to DraftKings. I like Isaiah Pacheco at 6,100. Um, I know Denver is one of the worst defenses that we've yeah, seen this year. Especially dead last. Rushing. Dead last. And there you go. So and And on top of that, um, I think he's going to be a little weapon out of the backfield a little bit more than usual. I know they usually use Jarek McKinnon, but you see McKinnon's usage come down. Pacheco is the guy there. I know they rotate backs, but Pacheco is definitely the guy. I think he gets in for a score, possibly two, yeah. and catches an extra few passes with the bad weather in this game. So a couple weeks ago in week six when Pacheco faced the Broncos on Thursday Night Football, I thought that the 
Chiefs offense was just still mightily struggling. Yeah. Uh, back then like they have all year but it seems like they finally uh took a step in the right direction versus the chargers yep. last week but when pacheco uh faced the broncos he had 16 carries 62 yards six catches 36 yards uh 16 fantasy points just below that no touchdowns so yeah i'd say he's due for a touchdown I think uh, so. versus the broncos it's here happening. so that's another solid value there any other like really cheap plays that interest you yeah, just taking a quick. Um, look. I'm not seeing much that really pops off here. Like it, you have Chuba Hubbard, yep. at 4,800. I think, but that's, I think Sanders back. I, I don't. You think he well, mixes so up? They pretty much that. indicated that it's going to be a split committee there. Should be. So you know, I'm all about volume. Yep. With all of this, so same. I mean, if you really wanted to like spend at other positions, you wanted to take a dart throw for Chuba Hubbard. It's not the worst thing. The dart throw for me, Tucks, forty eight hundred with Daryl Henderson in the Rams yeah. in in Cowboys game. The Dallas fifteenth against eighteen the run, carries last week, and he's going to be back. I yeah. think people are getting tricked by this. If you look at the news, the the updates from like the Roto Worlds, the Yahoo that's tied into Roto World, it's like, oh, he's back to the practice squad. I think that's confusing people. That's just a procedural move because he was on the practice squad before they were activated. Yeah, for it's Sunday's just a, it's game. literally a business. He is the starting running back yeah. for Sunday. Yep. And I be honest with you, even from a gambling perspective, the props perspectives, I think there's a chance this guy goes for ninety plus yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Yeah, I might be wrong. But I do think I'm, I'm actually high on Daryl Henderson. 4800 is a steal, in my opinion, at that price. All right, let's uh, move ahead to wide receiver here. Highest project. This one actually surprises me. Okay. Highest projected wide receiver, and you might think this sounds silly, is Tyree Kill at 21%. Now, why do I think that surprises me? Well, I mean, Belichick and the Patriots defense has kind of tamed yeah. Tyree Kill. Uh, the past couple of years, really, with the Dolphins. Yep. And even with the Chiefs going back in the day, with the Jonathan Jones has been uh, tremendous. And Jonathan Jones, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you remember this. I, I don't know it offhand, but he didn't play in Week 2 versus the Dolphins. I don't I don't think. Unless, uh, I don't know. Whatever it was. Um, they held Tyreek to 40 yards and a touchdown, which is almost impossible nowadays since Tyreek Hill is clearly the best wide receiver on the planet. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, he's the most expect, uh, expensive guy in the slate at 9500 But the ownership is a little high for me, given the price tag yeah. and the matchup there. What do you think? I agree. I would not play Tyreek Hill this week. No, he has not had good numbers against Bill Belichick. We know what the Patriots do. Well, okay, we're local Boston guys, so if you're listening outside of Boston, bear with us on that. But here's the deal. Bill Belichick, his, his defense for years has decided, take away one guy on the defense, or the, excuse me, the opposing offense, and with Miami, that's Tyreek Hill. Now, is he going to slow him down 100%? Absolutely not. But are we looking at like a four or five catch game for 65, 70 yards, no touchdowns? Possibly. And at that price, at 9500 that's not what you're paying for, right? So I'm totally off Tyreek this way. Not a chance I'm playing him at that price tag. Uh, second highest projected wide receiver here is Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers at 5600 Favorable matchup versus the Cardinals. Jamar Chase, 17%. That surprises me a little bit there. Uh, his price tag is $8,100. I, I, I got to say, I am uh, stunned we're not seeing A.J. Brown here. Uh, he's seeing 9% projected ownership. A.J. Brown, Jeez. I mean, you're playing a crap commander's team. And A.J. Brown has 17 catches over this past two games with a touchdown over 
160 or no, excuse me, he has 168 yards receiving. And the last time that he faced the Commanders, nine catches, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. I was gonna say it was his breaking out party, and I know that specifically because we're in a fantasy league where I traded him to you, and uh, I understand how bad that Sunday hurt me when I was watching that game. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to be yeah. very clear, I remember that. Yeah. I remember every catch that he made. Yeah. Um, that looks like a haunting trade to yeah, you. But. Cool, cool trade. <laughs> um, anyways, we're not going to talk about the details of that. We're here for Daily Fantasy. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, AJ, that's actually stunning. 8%, you said? Eight, 9%. 8.9%. Uh, may I ask you an ownership percentage on someone? I'm curious about Jordan Addison at 5,700 because I watched him on Monday Night Football, which I figured a lot of people would, Tuck. And at 5,700, it's kind of hard for me to believe that he's not in the top five to so 10 So Jordan receivers. Addison's right around 12%. Okay, I was going to say, okay. So from a... Per- so d- does that give you like top five, ten? What what are we talking? Like, he is uh, top seven. Top seven. Okay, that makes sense. no. Excuse me. Uh, one, two, no, seven. Yeah, that makes sense because his price tags. Let me just run through. Fortunate to Zay. Tyreek one, Zay two, Jamar three, Adam Thielen four, which uh, is a little hot. iffy because I want to see how that plays out with the new off- offensive calling there. I think it's better. I do. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What, either way, What's there's his a price tag. There. Do we know? We have that. Adam handle? Thielen is sixty-six hundred. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ayuk is five. Kendrick Bourne at forty-seven hundred is six, and Jordan Addison wow. seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And Tuck, just to to be clear, why are we giving the the projected ownership for the people? Uh, ju- just to kind of uh, it, it is it gauge. does matter. It does matter. Yeah. I mean, if you're creating a cash lineup, it's a good gauge as to where uh, you can kind of see where the val- true value is. Yep. And if you're playing a tournament, you can kind of see like, okay, what is being too chalky here mm-hmm. and where can I maybe take an advantage? So an example is, um, you know, just looking at the Tyree well, kill. Let's say that yeah, exactly Tyree kill. Everybody knows that Jalen wall was banged up last week. So with that being said, you know, Jalen Waddle is still questionable, questionable, but it seems like he is going to play. So if you wanted to pivot and go to a single-digit dig- ownership with Jalen Waddle, then you want to know that. That's the move. That That's an interesting that's the better play. play. Another guy who's been ice cold is Devonta Smith. I yep. think he could have a, certainly have a breakout game for the Eagles. Been struggling over the past couple of weeks. So you think that 9% ownership is going to be on A.J. Brown. Uh, and I'm not seeing Devonta Smith for a while here. I keep scrolling. Yep. I don't see Devonta Smith popping up on uh, the ownership, but he's going to be below uh, 5%, it looks like. Jeez. Um, which is crazy. So that's another interesting uh, GPP play there. Uh, one guy who I think is way too cheap still, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Downs, who yeah. clearly clearly has chemistry with Gardner Minshew, and he seems like a total PPR stud. Yep. Uh, he and uh, Minshew have just been truly connected there, and the fact that he's still sub-500 crazy. Is, i got to take advantage of that. Yeah, he's Absolutely been a Minshew guy. He's that. been a Minshew guy for sure. Um, Rasheed Rice is another guy at 5,002. He's seeing more and more favorable targets from uh, Mahomes there. There's he's one emerging. guy, and there's one guy that I want to throw out a little bit of a homer pick here, but J- Jawan Jennings at 3,800 is the Debo Samuel 
backfill okay, for the Niners. He, he didn't do anything. He in, did though. Uh, it, he didn't score. Game. He didn't score, but there was a lot of targets. Well. I How think many he had targets? like seven targets on the other night. Okay, it's well, uh, not terrible. It's not terrible. And yeah. like at that point, where Cincinnati, I think like I I hear you say Ayuk's like was he fifth on the list in in ownership. That makes sense to me where people are thinking like, oh, Debo's out. we got to play Ayuk. And do you think that the Bengals don't know that? Do you think that the Vikings didn't know that? And, you know, I think Ayuk had a nice first half, but you saw some adjustments on him in the second half where I think from a passing game, you started to actually see down the field in the second half more specifically. Juwan Jennings became a target. Ray Ray McLeod became a target. And McCaffrey became a target because – Minnesota's like, we need to do whatever we can to take Ayuk and Kittle out of the game. I think Cincinnati's going to try to take a similar game plan. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I'm not saying you have to run to the table to get Juwan Jennings into your lineup. Yeah, it's a good dark But throw. if you're looking for a long shot play, you're it's the last position here and you're under 4,000, take a shot with Juwan Jennings. I think he has a real chance to get in the end zone this week. Uh, one other cheap wideout that I'm targeting, especially for cat, uh, cash lineup, is uh, Tank Dell for the Texans, yes. circling back to that matchup. I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game. Uh, between. I think this could be sneaky shootout potential, honestly. Okay. Uh, Tank Dell at 4,900. He is uh, expected back after missing week six uh, with a concussion. Um, and, yeah, he's been a very valuable rookie wideout for the Texans there. I think he should be uh, definitely pushing 5,500, somewhere in that range. So I think he's a bargain. Yep. At 4,900, mentioned Kendrick Bourne of the Patriots. He's at 4,700. He is the number one wideout for the Patriots right now because uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is garbage. Yep. Um, any interest in a run back of Curtis Samuel here at 4,200? There's actually been a pretty interesting wide receiver for the commanders there. If you want to do yep. like a Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown stack, you want to run it back in garbage time, Curtis Samuel isn't a, de- isn't a bad option there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair, Tuck. I would just say keep an eye. He's questionable on the, the injury reports. So yep. Just something keep to watch out that. for. Yep. Um, a guy that I like uh, slightly more than Samuel, because I do, I do agree, I think he's a nice play, but another guy... Keep an eye on the Tyler Lockett injury, and you get Jackson Smith and Jigbert yeah, forty three hundred. He's questionable. Yeah. Lockett's yeah, questionable. Yeah, scored his first NFL touchdown last week. And, good, and, and he's going to get better and better as they yeah. go. So I would, I'd keep an eye on that. Honestly, at if I'm the Seahawks, I just sit Tyler Lockett. Probably, like yeah. if he's banged up, give him a vet. I know vet they're thing. playing. Well, they're playing Cleveland, so I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm a little afraid of the price." Yeah, and but like, like someone's got to do something. But like they're in a good position so you want to get them like yeah. nice and healthy like all your vets get them healthy and this very well could be just a a factor of just resting your vets or whatever but um you know if you wanted to sit them out a game in a weird interconference game yep. like how often do we see the seahawks and browns play each other? not often just sit them out you'll be Four fine years. you can manage with uh, dk metcalf and jackson smith and jigba um, yeah. And maybe uh, Kenneth Walker popped up on in the injury report as well. Just yeah. want to note that as well. Uh, let's move ahead to tight end here. No shock, but Travis Kelsey facing the th- last place ranked Denver Broncos with a price tag of 8400 here. Okay. He is seeing the highest projected ownership. No shock there. Let me just pull it up real quick. Actually, you know, excuse me. T.J. Hawkinson and Travis Kelsey are tied at Mm. 15% projected ownership. T.J. Hawkinson is 6,200. Travis Kelsey at 8,400. I think the Hawkinson one is a little interesting going on the road in Lambeau Field, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit. I know there's no, like, Justin Jefferson there, and he was a target monster. 
versus the 49ers there. I mean, he was a complete yeah. pest. Uh, number three, Jake Ferguson, a 13%. Trey, McBri- Trey McBride is the dart throw of the week yeah, for the no Arizona works. Cardinals there. I'm staying away from that. He's seeing 12% projected ownership. Staying away from that, I know he's a salary relief. I think he's like, what, 2900 or somewhere in that yeah. range? Yep. Um, it's not the right time to deploy Trey McBride uh, versus that Baltimore Ravens Stevens. That game could very well be 31 to 10, something like that. Uh, you know, with the Ravens defense looking it's studly. Li- it's also really. a little risky. It, it officially, yeah. 2,800, just looking them up here, Tuck. Um, it's a risky, risky play. That's another like Juwan Jennings dart throw for me. Yeah. Um, a couple of guys that really interest me. George Kittle at 5,400, I think is way too cheap because whenever I see a you know, a backup quarterback, like it seems like their security blanket is the tight end, Renault. And what better tight end out there to have a security blanket than George uh, Kittle, really? Yeah. Um, so that that's another interesting uh, target for me. But the guy that I'm going to be playing in a lot of tournament lineups is uh, Dallas Goddard, 6% there. I think that's an interesting pivot off of the uh, Eagles wideouts there. Yep, love Facing Goddard. a commander's defense that is ranks 29th against opposing uh, uh, tight ends. Uh, past three weeks really have been solid for Goddard. 18, 9, and 28 uh, fantasy points there. So that would be my approach at the tight end position there. Any other standouts for you at tight end? Honestly, Tuck, I think you nailed them all. A guy that interests me, but not sure I'm there yet, is is uh, a little Dalton Schultz for the Houston Texans. I all right, think talk to me. If there's one guy that I think kind of gets going for the the Texans offense, three state security, three straight double digit games. By the way, yeah, when you're when you have a rookie quarterback and things start to get a little tight, I think the tight end is the key player that they look at consistently. Over the years, no matter who the quarterback is, you look to the middle of the field and your tight ends there. Dalton Schultz, primarily a receiving tight end, and uh, I think he could be in for a, a nice receptions day, um, looking in that in that ten to to fourteen point range. I feel yeah, comfortable. So he is seeing a uh, ownership projection of five percent. Okay, and then a couple interesting guys. Uh, Jonu Smith going against his old team at one and a half percent projected ownership. Interesting. Uh, and not to mention his old coach yeah. is uh, coaching him, Arthur Smith, with the Falcons. There. Knows how to use him, Tuck, right? I mean, we saw like yeah. we saw him locally here with the Patriots, and they did not know how to use him. Yep. Seems like Arthur Smith's been using him even more so than Kyle Pitts is going to. My only hesitation on that is just that game just reeks of like uh, under nine, under nine under. to six yeah, i don't want any part of that you know th- that's like the lowest total and i want no, and i actually think it's going to be an under game uh and then a guy who broke out last week at 5200 darren waller finally broke yeah. out last week he's seeing sub one percent ownership projections here questionable with an injury tucker um, yeah but that's been him the whole year. yeah that's true what tell me what's got I, I i know you mentioned goddard what was his projected ownership because goddard's my guy this week uh about six percent all right i'll take that i'll take that i think against the commander's defense i'm taking goddard i think he's a spotlight tight end this week for me. uh all right so what is your approach to defense this week you know what I do, Tuck, when I go to defense? I start at the bottom, and I scroll up, and I say, when I'm building a lineup, I'm like, who's the first defense that I would take and actually play in a game? And I put them in actually first. So as I'm building my lineup, I'm looking at the salary, salary, salary. And if there's extra salary at the end, 
I'll go back to the defense and say, do I want to play that defense or do I want to play someone that's a little more expensive that I like a little bit more? So that's how I approach defense always. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. It, it's worked for me. Um, because I like to get the maximum out of the players, uh, the position players. So what is that team for you? So that team for me this week is actually going to be either, you could either take the Carolina Panthers, though I did not take them. I did keep scrolling a a little bit above. Uh, For me, it's the Seahawks at 3,400. I think um, I really, really like them in the spot. You know they were my best bet on the podcast for the gambling show. Um, I don't like P.J. Walker or that Cleveland offense. Uh, so I'm on Seattle at 3400 though if you wanted to throw a dart or you needed someone that was cheaper than 3400 I'm looking at teams like the Jaguars, the Panthers. Um, those two teams are at Jaguars at 2800 to be clear. Um, Panthers at 26 though I'd feel better, even though a little bit more pricey, the Jaguars at 2800 would be kind of my floor probably defense that I would pick. So no surprise, really, but that is what the the public is favoring. Yeah, Seahawks thirteen percent projected ownership, number one there. Does that change your mind at all? Uh, it depends on the lineup I'm putting in, right? Like if I'm playing in the millionaire contest, I'm not playing Seattle, right? right. I would if I'm playing in a you know twenty person tournament with my friends. Um, I would pl- I'd, I'd lean more to Seattle and just take the shot that there's a couple other people that are going to play Seattle in this. Uh, uh, number me. number two in terms of cost saving, and obviously the matchup is the game we just mentioned with the Atlanta Falcons at 10% yep. facing that Titans, uh, uh, Titans uh, offense that will will be starting Will Levis. Mm-hmm. I don't, has that been reported that he's the starter? He's starting, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that that's, that's a Great salary saving play. Uh, Vikings at eight percent is pretty interesting, given uh, Jordan Love's struggles. But I don't know if I trust that on the road no. and, and, and Lambeau. You I just never. I think never, I like, I think I like the Packers. A, an or, uh, uh, some magic. There. I think I like the Packers in that game. So as yeah, I I'm kind of coming around to the Packers. They, there, they're they've the lost game. three in a row. Yeah, they're, uh, they're so home. desperate to win. Yeah. And Monday night's game, everything coming off. Something tells me Green Bay's winning that game. I kind of want to spend up at defense here. I don't. I'm okay Eagles with at it. Forty three hundred three percent projected ownership here. Yeah. I, here, how about the Jets? If they just the picked house? up that safety from the Titans, right? They did. Yep. Kevin. So Beard they're going to be, uh, you know, jacked up it. to play a divisional opponent here. And uh, you know, I know they didn't fare too well against the Commanders in uh, Week Four, where they allowed thirty one points and that went to overtime. But yep. I kind of chalked that up to them being asleep. And I think that I really think the Eagles are going to show up this week and blow doors. I really two, do. Two quick questions on defense. Yep. Jets four thousand. Tyrod Taylor in I think hurts that a little bit. I wanted Daniel Jones. I would have bet the Jets if yeah. Daniel Jones played. Yeah, I think the Jets would have been a top three projected ownership defense if Daniel Jones was starting, but I'm staying away with them with Tyrod because he actually looks like he can hold his own there. Second question. Dolphins, 3,800. No. You don't trust it? No, I just don't think. I know they're likely getting back Jalen Ramsey there, but I just... Davian Howard back. Yeah, but... Allen back. I mean, they're getting their second. I mean, they're a couple 30-plus-year-old cornerback. Sure, but even in New England, 24-17 kept him down. Now you go I, I to Miami th- where think, they've struggled for I don't years. Think they have to, I think they, the, the Pats are just going to pound the run here and keep it very, not a lot clo- of sacks, very close to what they did last week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that they're going to keep it short with okay. Demario Douglas, Kendrick Bourne, and they're going to uh, uh, r- really try and keep it short with Ramondre Stevenson there. Yeah. I, I'm, out of the backfield. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just just posing the question just because sure. they're playing no, against top tier def- uh excuse me, 
they're playing against the worst offenses in football, according to DraftKings. The bottom-ranked defense or bottom ownership projections. For defense? Mm-hmm. 49ers. Really? Worse than Denver? Dead last, my friend. The 49ers? Dead last. I'd happily play them. Why? Because I'm not so worried. Like, everyone has this recency bias. If you're t- I mean, the price tag's a little high. I get that's why that, you know, we're looking at this and saying, oh, who's spending 4100 4, yep. And, and I get that. It actually aligns. But I'm not so worried about it. I mean, I, I'm on the over in this game, so don't, don't go crazy. But I, the defense will have sacks. They will definitely be better than they were Monday night. I think everyone looks at the recency bias. They're going back home. The defense will have three to four sacks. Will they get a pick of Joe Burrow? Probably. And will they get a touchdown? I can't. No one's predicting a touchdown here. But, like, at the end of the day, yeah, I think there's a shot. I, their def, the Bengals' offensive line I'll is t- not I'll tell you great. what. The public is all over the Bengals here. And that's what play. I love yeah. as a Niners fan. Yeah, love so that. it would be a very interesting contrarian play. Like, we've seen Joe Burrow struggle in the past. I mean, you're going on the road to play in Levi Stadium, yeah. Stadium against the 49ers who are going into a bye week. It will, they're going to win this game. I, they have to win this game. Yeah, if they, they want the one seed in this to. game, they yeah. have to win this game. So the defense might be a sneaky play there at sub 1% there. All right. Yes. So let's get to it. Let's build a cash lineup. Let's do it. Let's do this. As Should opposed be good. to a tournament lineup. We have not preset. Why don't you go this, first? I no, you, we're doing this live. We're doing this live. I thought you were going to go first with quarterback. Do you want to? Are we just picking random players? Just random spots? You gonna? Is that how we're going to roll, roll with this? Give me Sam Darnold. What if he doesn't play, though? This is like, because the more things I'm reading okay. as the show's gone on, it's like leaning towards Bernie. All right, we're going to stay. I really like Sam Darnold for cash. If, if he, he plays, plays, if he plays. We're not we're gonna going to choose him for this, yeah. just because. There's know, a good chance he doesn't from what we, I'm reading. We don't, we don't know. So for cash, I'm going to go with um, cash. Give me Jalen Hurts, 8,200. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep it simple there. There's no questionable tag. He's going to be good to go. He's always 20-plus points a game. I'm yep. just going to play it safe at the quarterback position there. Can I hop around, or do I have to go running back? You have to go running back. Okay. We're Jeez. building a lineup. All right, I'm going ETN. I know Travis ETN 7,200, and I hate to start this. What's his percentage, Stuck? I don't care. Uh, the I think that was 5%. Okay, then we're going ETN. I know we're going heavy at the beginning, but when you went Hurts, we can't go McCaffrey. So I did that ruled out, and I, I told you earlier, I was going heavy at running back. My lineup involves both McCaffrey and ETN, well, um, and, and I will say this. I think Travis ETN has... I think you have to play McCaffrey for the most part, but ETN's this, like as close. Can you figure out a lineup that gets Hurts and McCaffrey? And I don't. I'm worried about that. That's all. Uh, that's going to be really tough to yeah. do. So that's why I'm going ETN. Let's take the price down. ETN has been as hot as any running back in the league, including McCaffrey. To be totally honest with you, Tuck, and I think it continues here. Pittsburgh really struggles against the run. 25th in the league against the run. He also is catching passes more out of the backfield. I actually think this becomes a closer game because. Pittsburgh throw the stats out the window. They play t- close games. I think the Jags win this game. They were a pick of a- both of ours, a double like on the show, and we're going to stick to that. I think Travis Etienne has a big game around 20 points for me, so I'm taking him at 7,200. I think he's worth that price. Now, you know what? We got to get McCaffrey in our line. I agree. Here. I want right. McCaffrey. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to edit our quarterback All here. All right, edit the quarterback. You thought I was going to take McCaffrey right away, but I couldn't when he went hurts. So give me Give me Derek Carr. 
I think that's a sneaky okay. shoot out there. I actually do too. His I like price this. tag is fifty five hundred. We just saw the Colts and uh, uh, Browns put up uh, what seventy points combined mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. And Carr really, I know he's like always been highly criticized there, but he has back to back games of three hundred plus passing yards there, over twenty po- fantasy points. Um, that's an interesting environment to play in a dome for Derek Carr. Yeah, um, I like that. And the fact that you know you they rank uh, the Colts rank 19th against opposing quarterbacks there, I think that's a decent salary saving option there. So okay. with that being said, let's put in Christian McCaffrey at running back. There. Love that. For so you. we have Derek Love Carr, it. Travis Etienne, Christian McCaffrey there. Wide yep. receiver, go me. All right, buddy. Uh, for a receiver, let's target. Um, let's target receiver. We're going. Um, Oh, look at this guy. Yeah. We got a guy knocking on the wall. I think we're going to need to do some cash savings here. Would yes. you agree with this? Yes. This is where the dart throw comes in. I Should we throw in Jawan Jennings here at 3,800? Because that's going to get us sure. back on track. So I, I sure. think Jawan Jennings is going to get us around 15 I don't 15 know if that's points. the best cash play, but sure. I think he's going to get us around 15. Uh, I think he's going to get us around 15 points Sunday. I really genuinely do. I think he's going to be a big part of this game for the Niners. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with cost-saving measures here. I'm going to go with Tank Dell, as I mentioned earlier, at 4,900. So okay. let's go expensive here at the next wideout. All right. Um, if that's the case, Tuck, what do we have for for remaining salary? Because I was looking at something else right now. Do you have? Are you making the lineup as we go? Yeah, I'm making. I'm literally making it as we go. Perfect. What do we so got go, for remaining go, salary? Okay, so we have uh, 19 four remaining, 19, averaging four. four eight five per player. All right, so we can go a little bit more on yes. the the receiver for this one. All right, hold on one second. Let me pull up my uh, thing back up here. Yeah, we got all the time. My app world. just crashed. What uh, app? So that's great. DraftKings. DraftKings just crashed on me as I was poking okay. through. Anyways, I'm back in now. Um, Here's a guy I really like this week. A sneakier play. Um, he's not actually super expensive, Tuck. But I like Christian Kirk at 5,900 against the Steelers. Again, the Steelers' defense, um, they're going to give up yards. They may keep you close on the scoring, but there's going to be guys, and Christian Kirk's been the main guy. Everyone wants to look at Calvin Ridley, but Christian Kirk's been a better receiver fantasy-wise than Ridley. Uh, give me Christian Kirk, 5,900. All right. Well, uh, I think an interesting GPP, by, by the way, I know we're sending cash line, but Calvin Ridley, I think he's due. He's yeah, he really is really due. due. I and played this both is, in my this league. This is a vulnerable uh, Steelers secondary there. Yep. All right. So seeing that this is a cash lineup, I'm going to keep this simple. Travis Kelsey. Okay. Now we're going Kelsey. So we have Kelsey McCaffrey. Uh, we get some ETN. We get some well, guys. Okay, so we, no, we can't do that. I was going to say, that's heavy. We can't do that. That's How are we heavy. doing this? Uh, give me Dallas Goddard. As I say, that's my pick at tight end. I love that pick. He's yep. a great pick. What do we at? Keep me updated on uh, the remaining salary. We have 8,900 remaining here. With a Why don't defense. we pick a defense Pick the defense And first. then we'll finish it off with flex. All right. So we're not going to go Seattle because of the projected high ownership. Um, and we can't go to Monday night's game with the Lions, who were 3,100 on DraftKings. My God, I love that. Uh, but... Let me get back into it, Tuck. Uh, we got to go Falcons. Yeah, I, I, th- I was just going to look at that game. We have to go Falcons. The Falcons in Tennessee is going to be such a gross game that I think we have to go that at 2,900. Yeah. I know it's the second projected highest ownership there. It doesn't there. matter. We, but now that leaves us with 6,000 yeah. remaining at the flex. So yep. why don't finish you us fill off. us a flex here? We have, interesting, we, have, we have interesting options here. We have Bajan Robinson. I always tend to, I don't know what your strategy is here, yeah. but I usually tend to favor a pass catcher here. 
Um, okay. In yep. terms of, um, it's hundred percent. Just a wide out. I always like to go wide out at the flex here, but usually. But I, so, I'd, I'd honestly include Bijan into a pass catching guy. The thing that worries me about Robinson is the low scoring points that are going to be in this game. But also, like, what the hell happened last week? Was he actually sick? He ran. A, he ran at the end of the game. Sick, yeah. Was there some suspect? There's something weird about that that I kind of want to stay away from. I need to see it. So I'm not sure I want to go Bijan. I'm looking at Brees Hall, and he's got a really attractive price as yeah, we talked about. Yeah, but I don't want to go running back. So we're going to keep it going down the list. I'd actually double up, and I'll give it. To, I'll pass it to you. Do we want to go with Ridley, who I also really like? I went Kirk well, already. You're doubling up Jaguars, sure do. But I also went Lawrence in my personal league, so that's why I went Ridley and Kirk. But I'll tell you this: Do you want to go Ridley or Jordan Addison at 5,700? Low projection total, playing out of his mind lately, and uh, yeah, he has really six, 16 grabs in his past three games, and he has four touchdowns in his past three games. I mean, there's no one hotter than Jordan Addison, and with Jair Alexander again questionable for the Packers, I don't even think it matters. I saw Addison was fantastic against the 49ers. I mean, the layup play here is Zay Flowers. You could do Zay Flowers again. I know Flowers he's got again. high projected ownership. You but. could do that again. I'm, I'm in on all these guys. I also like Nico Collins down at 5,500. I don't want to really go down that far, but I like most of these players. When we're looking at receiver at this point, like all of these guys, Tuck, I'll pass it to you. Um, Ridley, Addison, uh, Flowers, your pick. Just give me Addison. Okay. Give me, Let's go Addison. Give me uh, Jordan Addison there. I think All that's right. going to be fine. So you filled the lineup. All right. You want to give so a recap? Just a recap. Cash lineup here is Derek Carr at 5,500. Travis Etienne, 7,200. Christian McCaffrey, 9,200. Tank Dell, 4,900. Jerron Jennings, 3,800. I think that's a dart throw, but hey, we'll, we'll play it. We're playing it. Christian Kirk, 5,900. Dallas Goddard, 4,600. Jordan Addison, flex, 5,700. Rounding it off with the Atlanta Falcons at 2,900. Total remaining salary is $300. So there's your cash lineup for Daily Fantasy. Before we wrap up the podcast, mm-hmm. Matt, you have a couple of college plays you want to give out. A couple college plays that I absolutely love on Saturday. You'll see them on Instagram, the Prisco Six Pack. Um, these two will be both included on there. We're going to start off, Tuck, with my best bet, the Baylor Bears, plus three. This line's gotten out of control. I, they opened up a one-point favorite. What is it? Baylor Bears, uh, they're plus three, plus three on okay. Saturday. Yep. Um, I like them to outright win this game. They opened as one-point favorites. A lot of money came in on Iowa State. So Baylor's, are you on the money line or the points? I'm taking the points. Let's okay. do, just to be just to play it safe. Okay. Baylor's been a very inconsistent. Inc- what the hell was that? Oh, man. Jesus. Hurley. Hurley. Jesus. Uh, no. God. <laughs> Damn it, Baylor! Baylor, uh, <laughs> Baylor, that did that did like shock my ears. Uh, Baylor, <laughs> let me get my train of thought back. Baylor uh, plus three, plus three. Def, def. Um, geez, Hurley does not want us giving out college plays on the show. Um, the thing with Baylor is, I think they should be favored in this game. Uh, they're going back home. Iowa State taking a lot of money early in the week. They've pushed this line to a point where it's just a little bit out of control, above the number that I want. I get to three, and that's a, a fantasy number for me. I love that number, getting plus three with a team I think outright wins the game at home. Early start there. Give me the Bears. Plus three. I think they get the job done. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line. My right, second, what's your other one? Second game here is my favorite play of the week. Give me the Cal Bears plus ten and a half. And I'm going to tell you something. They're plus ten and a half, but they're worth a little bit of a sprinkle 
on the money line. And I know this is crazy, especially if you're coming off, you're just an NFL gambler. But in college, this stuff happens. USC in the market is so overpriced because of Caleb Williams. They're shook. They've lost two in a row. I don't know how much that team cares. Their college football playoff is out the window now. So now what are you playing for? You go into an in-state rival against Cal, who's better than expectations. They're a better team uh, running the ball this year. Not better team than USC. Just to be clear, not better team than USC. But chance of an upset. Little sprinkle on the money line with Cal. Plus 10.5. I love it. Best bet. Cal Bears, oh, let's go. We got a best bet on a best special edition bet. of the Better-in-Laws podcast. Celtics opening night. I'm taking the heat plus eight yeah, and a half. It's, it's getting busy here out in front of TD Garden, shockingly, taking I know. You got to take the heat. Opening night with the Celtics. This is great. This eight. is fantastic. Tucker, we're Celtics fans. Eight and a half? Oh, oh, before we wrap up, all two people watching, what is the bet that you placed tonight? <laughs> Uh, uh, Jalen Brown, little money line. This is like FanDuel. something you had to go in the depths of DraftKings for. No, I didn't even play DraftKings. I'm playing on FanDuel. I don't no, 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 no. The, the one you texted me about. Oh, that one. The, the special. Dra- DraftKings allowing you to do Jason Tatum plus, um, plus 100. They lowered the odds to uh, make two three-point baskets tonight. So that See, I, I didn't have that, though. Safe. I did. I had minus 270 for that. And they let me do plus 100. And so I don't know to why. To make They're, two threes. Check your DraftKings. Go to chance. D- DK Specials and see Jason Tatum to make two three-pointers. You have to add it to your cart, and then all of a sudden this yeah. promo pops up. I play around. I search. I texted a couple buddies. It worked for a couple buddies. Other people are getting limited, and I don't know why. They're not heavier gamblers than myself or you, Tuck, so yeah. I'm not sure why, but it is happening. If you have the ability to do that, do it. All right. Well, uh, Hello, we'll Michelle. put a bow on this one. This has been the live, the very first live podcast of uh, Better in Laws here, right Love in front it. of the TD Garden of the Card Vault Studios, uh, in our Fishbowl Studios. So, uh, yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining. Thank you to producer Hurley. Good luck, everybody, in your week eight. Follow us on Twitter at Better in Laws, on Instagram at Better in Laws. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We will uh, see you guys again on uh, this coming Wednesday where we'll have a fresh podcast for week nine. But good luck on week eight and daily fantasy, betting, everything. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. See you.